So there's these guys out there like Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, that are just firing up particularly young men to live more empowered, disciplined, focused lives. But then we know it's such a product of our environment. Like where do you actually go? Who do you, who do you actually go and hang out with? So many people have a real challenge once they make that decision of, Ooh, like how do I turn my back on a lot of my mates? And eventually those who make strong decisions, the mates tend to come with them. I was talking to Nathan Gould recently. He's 24, 25. Uh, he just got married. He bought a property not too far from here. That was his dream when he came to an event, a uh, real movement event at the end of 2014. He wanted to work in the NRL at that stage, but he also thought about when he was at that event, like, no, I think I want to live in the country. Like, I think I want to live like this. And, you know, he, he, he drifted away from some of his friends, you know, during that time. And I know he's still connected to them to a, to a large extent, but it's a huge challenge when you go through that. As a young guy, if you make strong decisions, well, well, my life's not going to be about alcohol. My life's not going to be about, you know, chasing random women, random relationships. And I, I've definitely been through phases where both of those things were a huge focus in my life. But I don't do those things now because life is better without those things being a focus in my life, right? So it's not out of sacrifice that I don't do those things. Uh, there is obviously an element of discipline and decision, you know, to, to not fall into old habits, old ways, whatever. But I prefer a life of, of discipline. I, I prefer a life of, of daily progress. And it's cool that there's guys like Peterson and Rogan that are putting a message out there. The challenge though is like how do, how do you actually, how can there be really local communities for this and, and people who are, you know, where's, the, where's the, the human interface with this? Like it's cool to listen to those guys, but then what do you go and do? And there are more and more people, you know, going and getting themselves in shape, like doing some training. Rogan did massive things to popularize ketogenic diet. You know, Peterson's getting people thinking and reading lots of books and, and going further with that. You know, a lot of people are starting jujitsu on the back of, you know, what Rogan has, has spoken about. But what, what does it look like? You know, what, what can I contribute to this? I guess like I listen to those guys and I get fired up. I listen to that podcast, Graham Hancock with Joe Rogan. If you haven't listened to it, it's a, it's a massive mind bender. There's a lot of, intergalactic type concepts and, and alternative history and things like that, which I think are definitely worth considering. But they also, you know, as well as with the Russell Brand one, there's a huge criticism of we've got to this point of human evolution and, and productivity where we really do have a lot of control over what we change and how the world works. And what, what are we doing with that? Like, what, what are we, where, where is this going? What are we creating? If we look at health statistics, mental and physical, there's obviously limitations and negatives to some of the progress that we've gone through. And, you know, you can say capitalism's done good things in terms of material wealth and, you know, the amount of people on less than $1 a day is increasing and all that stuff. But ultimately, it's human, human life. You know, whether, whether people were in the cash economy or they're not in the cash economy, that's, that's a separate conversation. A lot of people who aren't in the cash economy. And I've, I've lived with people who aren't in the cash economy or very, very you know, limited or recently. And they do things differently, not necessarily works. Like being in the cash economy is, is a blessing and a curse. Like there's certainly negatives to it, like compared to a hunter-gatherer lifestyle or a village-based lifestyle, which isn't that far back. Like when you I lived in France, when you're living in France, 
there's a lot of this village lifestyle. Like you can see how 50, 100 years ago, people just stayed in their village and the food came from their village and the, the village put a lot of pride into how they looked after their cows and how, you know, what they did with their cheese and how they grew their wine and hunting wild, wild pig and turning that into pate. And they have this whole deep, rich culture, which is still alive. Like it's still alive much, much. It's a very different place. The south of France where I lived, very, very different place to anywhere that I've been in Australia in terms of that cultural richness and connection to food, connection to land. But, you know, what does this, what, what, is, what, is, what does development look like? And that's, those podcasts just absolutely blew me away because political discourse, the elections coming up in Australia, like it's, it's an absolute disgrace. It's a disgrace to humanity, the political process and, and what that looks like. People talking about, you know, it's just disgusting. The whole thing is disgusting and it's irrelevant to, to most Australians. And that's why participation rates in, in elections and such are, are so low in countries where it's not compulsory. In Australia, they send out a fine. I've received a number of them. Uh, if you don't participate in elections, is that, that's democracy. You have to pay an extra tax if you choose not to participate, if you don't believe in their system. So what are we creating? What should we create? That's, that's a question these guys are putting up. Joe Rogan, Russell Brand, Graham Hancock. Real Movement Project is my attempt to answer that. Like I was a very angry young man, 20-year-old, you know, through my 20s, thinking... This is not good. This debt society, this sick society, this mentally, you know, unstable, unwell society. This, this is not how we're meant to be doing this. Like this, this, we can do better than this. And how, what does that look like? And what contribution can I make towards that? Like I can criticize, it's easy to sit and criticize, but what about if there was a system to change minds, bodies, to help people have physical experience as well as mental experiences and community around them so the experience of life is different. If you change the experience of life, then that, that, is, that is the problem solved. On a local level, on a personal level, on an individual level, that is the problem solved. So I've done that together with a lot of people and, it, and it's, it's something that's in flux. It's something that is never completed. But certainly there's a lot of people who I've worked with who, you know, the last, you know, when, when we do an event and people open up and tell their stories, I would say more than 50% of the time there is a suicide attempt or a serious thought about suicide. And these are people who've invested significantly in personal development with me, with Real Movement Project and this community to be a part of something else. So they're people who have a fairly strong inclination towards self-development and a lot of them have deeply considered attempted ending their lives just because they don't, they don't know how this thing works. Like they don't know what the step forward is. And I, I probably shouldn't talk about you know, suicide because it, it brings it to the front of mind more often, but we have to look at, well, yeah, like if that's that negative place and I've been close enough to that place, you know, too close, that it's not, it's not a good place to be. What, what is the polar opposite of that? Like what is loving life so much that you bounce out of bed? What is, what is the ultimate most awesome human experience that is what we should be focusing on. All the distraction that we hear around, you know, the political arguments and such, I, they're not thinking about that. That's not what they're thinking about. They're not thinking about how do we optimize the human experience from day one to the end? How do we make this freaking thing awesome? How do we give kids the most expanded education where they feel free and creative and intelligent? You know, how do we accelerate their learning? Like the learning system has changed 
next to nothing, almost not at all, over the last 50 years. I'm sure, there's screens in the, in, the, in the schools now, but, you know, basically they're teaching the, the same way, the same stuff, the same class sizes as 50 years ago. In the same time, everything has changed. Like the internet has come, smartphones have come, um, huge, huge shifts in technology and everybody's lives have changed massively and yet the school system is pretty much the same. In Australia, they're still putting uniforms on kids, making them sit in lines and making them sit and be quiet and they do that for the rest of their lives. So what's the alternative? I've mentioned that I decided to work on building an alternative, getting back into working in rugby league, two years in France, two years with the Roosters, some consulting and such since then. But that was really like, how do I get some momentum going in my personal life? How do I get some finances behind me? How do I do something consistently, contribute towards something, build something? Because I've been bouncing from project to project. I worked, I was a youth worker and I worked in um, indigenous communities in, in Australia and in Mexico and agricultural projects. And, you know, I was definitely endeavoring to better myself and to make a contribution, but it, was, it wasn't really doing anything. I didn't feel like I was getting anywhere and that was massively frustrating. I taught English for a while in Venezuela and Ecuador and Colombia. And during those times, I was thinking of how I can actually do something and, I was basically buying time while I was working that out. Um, and, I, you know, I loved learning Spanish and I loved, you know, meeting all those different people and those cultural experiences while I was working out what I needed to do. That was a good way to do it. But eventually, rubber had to hit the road and I had to start creating something. So I left the Sydney Roosters. I almost left after we won the grand final in 2013. That was probably a good time to move on. But for whatever reason, I stayed you know, partly involved and on and off during the 2014 season. And then I started this thing, Real Movement Project, together with True Slater and Ben Slater to, to make a shift in the world. And it was coach education. It was about a multiplier effect. Like if I can help create a new generation of leading coaches, then they're going to each work with individual people and that can change tens of thousands if it works really well, maybe hundreds of thousands of millions of lives. If we can show people how to eat, then their brains are going to work differently. If we can introduce complex movement and strength to them, then their brains are going to work differently and they're going to look different, they're going to feel different when they look in the mirror. If they're part of a community of people that care about them, the owner of the gym, the other members, they're regularly relating to people in a positive environment. A lot of people don't have that in their lives. They, they don't have people that are regularly around who are, who've made a decision to better themselves. And that's, that's no, no, no way to live. That's not, that's not how it's meant to be. So that's what, that's what it was. Like, that's what it was 2015, 2016, full energy going into those things. And you know, I worked with clean shred and Simon Bungate, Mitch Pike, uh, Metamorph, Brando Hasek, um, body by Brando, you know, wild movement, perform 360. You know, a lot of these facilities, they were all born after doing stuff with us. Clean Shred had a thing, but then they went like um, Tim Frey at Helix in, in Perth and, you know, now Exalto on the Sunshine Coast and 
there's over 70 different facilities. Some of those gyms and people I have a really strong relationship with. Other ones, you know, they, they came to a few events and we, we connected, but they've gone more their own way. But we did something, like we did something that was, that was cool. But was, my frustration was I would help people to, to get what they wanted and then they would do that. And, but then I had to start from zero with other people and didn't really get to their experience, didn't really contribute as much as I would have liked it to, to the next people's experience. And, you know, partly it's like being young and ego and just not having business experience and such. But I got really frustrated with not being able to f- kind of build continuity in the thing where it actually built momentum. Looking back, you know, there was massive momentum there at different times, but there were huge, you know, limitations in the systems. It was difficult. It was difficult to, you know, I had a young family. The whole business thing was, was new to me. Um, different, you know, personal challenges and health challenges and my own head noise, you know, getting in the way of that journey. Sometimes my training was shit. Sometimes my health was shit. And I have a training and health business, right? Like, so... Those, those contradictions are really hard to live with and I'd probably judge myself pretty hard on some of that stuff. But ultimately, that's probably why I've been able to help people to, to results that they may not have otherwise got and I've done things that, you know, at some stage seemed a million miles away to me. You know, they've, they've happened, you know, with business landmarks, you know, having, having business on multiple continents presenting in you know, countries around the world and that sort of thing. Like that was pretty far away when I was sleeping on floors in Mexico, you know, when I was 30 and I didn't have a dollar to my name um, when I couldn't afford a car in 2013 while I was working at the Roosters. Um, I could have bought some kind of car, but, you know, like it was literally like things have changed a lot, you know, in a, in a fairly short period of time because of working hard, chasing it, you know, doing the work and I've, I've always kind of done the work, but then there was a shift in self-belief, a shift in self-image, a shift in focus. And so that shift is, is what I teach with real movement and it happens. It happens sometimes, like often it happens. You know, I was speaking to someone the other day and you know, Johnny, he, he came to, I spoke to him for like 15, 20 minutes maybe at the end of one of the events at Clean Shred. Simon asked if I could speak to the guys that were about to go into this 10-week transformation or something. And I went up there and I was just on fire. I don't know who was talking, but there was like steam coming out of my ears. And uh, he's, yeah, he said like his life's never been the same. Like he, you know, and he's now, yeah, he's running a gym and he's had another business that's pumped and he's got an awesome rig on him. And that that's literally like our, our interaction other than him checking out stuff that I do, you know, free online and whatever. And obviously it's, it's, it's a spark in him that you just give a little bit of a little bit of flame, but I believe everybody has that spark, a little bit more gas, a little bit more fuel, a little bit of a push, the right kind of wind, and people people catch on fire and people do amazing things. And you know, yeah, there's there's definitely an ego part to me that's like, yeah, I did that, but there's also a part of like, I had nothing to do with that. That's just like that's that's what they need to do and this Real Movement Project and this community and stuff has actually done this to me because I lived without Real Movement Project for most of 2017, most of 2018. I wasn't really, I wasn't doing two-day events. I didn't have, you know, regular sort of things going on, content going out there. I ran, you know, maybe four or five events a year, like very, very limited. And my life wasn't as good through that time. You know, I... 
I missed what we did in 2015-16 and, and all the connections that came through that. And, you know, there were definitely some good times 2017-18 as well. And, you know, I started a supplement company. I started the ketones business. Exogenous ketones are now pretty well accepted as one of the, you know, an expanding supplement at least. You know, they're, they're, they're sold by Onnit. They're sold by um, Strength Sensei. Like smart companies have, have realized and brought their own product to market. I just worked with the first product to come to market, which happened to be a network marketing product, uh, which meant there was a huge financial opportunity. And there still is. But that's not my my end game like i did help a lot of people by helping them to understand what ketosis is how to get into it and shifting their metabolism um, the dominant thought of our time is a calorie is a calorie a calorie is not a calorie a calorie from fat calorie from protein calorie from carbohydrate when they're in the body they do different things if they're in an oven they do the same thing but if they're in the body they do different things, okay? So a gram of, gram of fat, gram of protein, gram of carbohydrate, that will behave the same each time, give a certain amount of energy inside of an oven, but inside of a human body, very different story. So we've done something different, something special. The, the low-carb movement is, is massive, and there's you know, many millions of people who would attest to that and say that, being able to control their carbohydrate consumption or fasting, which is exactly the same thing in a lot of ways. You know, intermittent fasting, longer fasting, carbohydrate modulation of any kind, like it's definitely changing people's lives. It's not the same for a drugged up, massive bodybuilder type. Their metabolism is different. Their energy requirements are different. But for the average citizen now who's overweight or obese, um, someone who didn't have a great diet, someone who doesn't have bucket loads of muscle mass, uh, they aren't supplementing their hormones you know, through a needle. Those people who aren't in that situation, their nutritional requirements are different. And you know, being involved in that conversation, like that's a conversation I'm continuing to have. But the you know the exogenous ketones now is not something that I want to put a lot of energy into. I feel like I put a lot of energy into that, and I'm glad that I did. But I think you can feel and see that real movement is really like that's, that's the thing that has had the most impact on my life. Like I've had a number of guys say that I'm the most influential person in their life and that like that's, that's a fucking hard thing to, to hear from, from young guys. Like think about what, like why, why would that be? Like that's not even good. But, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing to, to accept you know, someone saying, you know, you're the most influential person in my, in my life or one of, you know, some, some, some put a one off in there. Um, it's fucking pretty intense when, you know, it's a training business, but, you know, it's also a business of changing self-image and, and, and with an ambition to, to change the world. And I guess I, a lot of times I don't feel worthy of that statement because I know my own flaws and my own weaknesses. You know, I know when I miss training. I know when I don't make it to, to goals and targets that I've set for myself. I know when I'm not a good dad and I'm not a good husband. And, you know, it's hard to think that, fuck, if I'm the most influential person in that person's life, then, fuck, <laughs> like, that I probably should be living a bit better and I probably should be, you know, doing things better. And I guess that's that's the thing. That's the standard. And, for all of these people that I've worked with who now are leading communities and they own gyms, like they 
they have that opportunity now to really be a leader. And I, I believe they are the real leaders of our time. If you listen to Russell Brand, he's talking about, well, we need to have pockets of people that really actually get each other and they're really socially connected to each other. And that's, that's how we're going to make some progress socially. That's the next phase. Keep that bar. I don't want that to fall on me. So the next phase, this is just random setting as well. I have left it because I do feel like it's quite nice, but um, if you're listening to this, that obviously doesn't make any sense. But if you watch the video, uh, you can check out the background that I've got there. It's actually, yeah, I mean, uh, these works. This one itself, I believe is, no, I don't even know the story. But I did buy one while I was out there in that Indigenous community. I didn't have much money, but I bought a beautiful painting. It's not this one. I think this one's my dad's. But it always reminds me of the seven months that I spent out in the middle of the desert living in a community of a couple hundred people. So I don't know where I'm going with this. I guess I'm going with real movement is coming back to life. It's alive already because it's my primary focus and I'm building it every day. Uh, I'm very excited for it. What's it going to look like? Two-day events, three-day events, four-day events. Very few people coming on those three- and four-day events, but opening up the opportunity for those two-day events and, you know, trying to spark and show people that they have so much more potential than they realise and doing something very different. You know, there's the, the CrossFit Level 1 and the ACA and all that stuff. It's great for what it does. haven't done either of them, but... Um, you know, a lot of people are doing those sorts of courses and, you know, that's, that's fine. It's great. People are getting their cert three and four. This is something very different, which is really about personal experience, personal journey, going to another level. At the same time as it being very personal, it's, it's, it's very community focused as well. So it sounds like a contradiction, but it's not. Like you become someone valuable and you add that into a collective. And, and you know, people who've been part of Real Movement, you can see that with them. That they're connected to it in a way that, People aren't connected to having done, you know, Exos or whatever. People might put it on their profile because it's, it's got a bigger name than, than real movement and such. But if you ask them where, the, where their life changed or where the biggest impact was or who they catch up with on a regular basis or where they got their job, uh, then they're going to say, you know, a lot of them are going to say real movement was the, the biggest impact uh, on that. So, you know, that's, that's me. That's, that's the focus. That's the things put that level one back on sale and, and uh, you know, I'm building a whole new course. So both, they all have online components, but really putting a ton of energy into that online stuff and setting it out properly and doing tests. And, you know, that's, that's what's going on now. So this really, yeah, I, th I think it's, it's a project that can be exported into China and India and, you know, Latin America and North America and Europe. And that's the goal for it. Africa. Why don't forget Africa. Obviously, we're already in, in Australasia. But, the yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the vision. That's the dream. That's what I wake up thinking about each day. It's a big part of why I train. It's why I keep learning. I'm going to another podcast chatting about knees over toes, chatting about high-frequency training, how I've been able to get myself in the best shape of my life. I sort of shared quite a bit of the darkness in sort of November, December. I wasn't, you know, I was struggling to get myself training again and get myself healthy and, and feeling good and I think a lot of it is mental emotional crisis um, that, I, that I went through but crisis is a funny word I mean I don't know if I'd say that but like I just didn't know what I was doing and I felt shit 
I think, you know, a lot of men, people can relate to that. When you don't know what you're doing, you feel like shit. When you're not, you're not clear on your purpose, you're not clear on your identity, you're losing your identity, you're losing your purpose, then you know, for me, that's, that's not a good position to be a good dad and good father from. Um, good dad and good father, good dad, good husband. My kids are running around nude in the, uh, in the house there in the background. So, you know, I love, I love my life. I love the life that I've built, but I'm excited for the next phase of it. I don't want to keep living it exactly the way it is now. I couldn't if I wanted to. The kids are growing up. Uh, everything's changing. So, yeah, I'm going to be on the road, going to be, at, you know, going to cities around Australia and speaking to coaches and then you know, getting over to Europe later in the year. And I'm really open to doing something in, in other places as well. You know, I would like to, to get some momentum uh, again, you know, back going into Asia. I'd love to present and, and get involved in, in North America, you know, small events or large events. Like I'm, I'm ready to, to get involved and have an impact. I do sometimes hide, like I've got this place in the country. I can walk around nude around here and probably only a couple of people can see me, a couple of neighbors. Um, but no, like there's, it's pretty, it's pretty quiet spot. And I, I do, sometimes hide out out here you know like i can be who i want to be out here and no one judges me but uh i'm ready to you know go back to the world a bit more so that is the plan i will be announcing some founding uh, members people who are taking on a piece of 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 this you know real movement project in its new phase um, partners who will you know share in, in the journey from the from the very start I'm excited for that. And then, you know, partnering with different venues, coaches, coaches who want to present, coaches who want to lead, coaches who want to um, be, you know, local leaders and, and hub, you know, for coaches in that area to, to go to local events. There's, there's a big depth to the structure. This is not just like turn up, do your two-day thing and then fuck off and I'll never see you again. Like that's, that's not what I'm interested in at all. So the whole structure is around, if you would like to continue this journey, it's going to take you years to shift your identity, to shift your performance. You don't have to do that. You can just come and check it out and dip your toe in the water. But for those who get it, there's an opportunity to, to make this a life-changing thing. Like I know that it's more valuable than doing a university degree because I've done a university degree in terms of actually getting, getting a job, making an impact on the world. There are valuable things about a university degree. I won't you know, negate that. If you've got an extra 30, 50K around, laying around that you don't really have anything to do with, like put it into a, you know, give it to, to the government and to, to the university system. But if you really want to make an impact on the world, you know, most people tell you a bachelor's degree, master's degree, PhD, probably not going to help you to have the impact. You know, like I don't have a master's degree or a PhD. I could have gone down that path, graduated with distinction and it's kind of the logical thing to do. But the logical thing to do is often not the best thing to do. So, um, yeah, if I had gone down that path, probably wouldn't have been as open, a broad-minded thinker. I may not have gone down the Edo Portal channel and the, you know, John Bros channel and all these guys who have contrarian systems and systems that are massively contradicted by the evidence-based status quo, like everyone fit in this bucky little box, you're an asshole um, kind of approach that a lot of graduates kind of uh, fall into. So, yeah, I want to recognize coaches, help co top coaches and top facilities to rise to the top. Like the industry is more competitive than ever. There's facilities going out of business left, right and center because 
it's super easy to open. It's easy to open, but it's not necessarily easy to get amazing long-term results um, to have really powerful community around what you do to do things to another level. Fortunately, there's you know only a couple of gyms that I know of that have closed out of the 70 plus uh, Real Movement facilities, guys that opened after joining Real Movement. And usually it wasn't because they didn't have business. It was you know, other challenges, but... I want to help people who, who really want to do their job really well. There's a gazillion business coaches out there now. Half of them didn't do that well in business. I know that one of the top business coaches in Australia at the moment is, you know, his business is going pear-shaped. And, like, that's not a good thing. But my vision, my purpose, my, my focus is on helping coaches to really get the results, walk the walk, live it, breathe it, be connected to something, you know, bigger than... Um, just I guess um, the superficialness that can be fitness industry like this is this is not really fitness industry stuff definitely connected and related but I think you can feel that this is a whole different thing so that's it that's that's where my energy is going that's the focus with real movement and um, yeah you're going to see lots more of it if you follow my, my channel my podcast etc then that's what you can expect to see over the months weeks years probably decades uh, to come. Thanks for tuning in. If you've got any thoughts, queries, ideas, suggestions, you want to be involved, if uh, whatever, feedback. It's always nice to hear things after putting the energy into these shares, getting some, some energy back from it, some thoughts back, even it's a couple of words or a happy face. Um, it's always appreciated. I'm not going to let likes rule my life, but you know what I mean. It's always nice. Talk to you soon.